Time stopped for me in the middle of the night on May 22, 1955. My parents, Boyd and Dorothy, had hours earlier celebrated their 11th wedding anniversary. Mom was the prettiest of all the mothers, and I idolized my smart dad. They looked happy that evening, and it was clear they were very much in love. My two brothers and I knew we were loved, too. My earliest memory is of a happy family outing to a neighborhood park. That night, a Saturday, my parents had invited a dozen friends over to our apartment in a new complex of projects at 1455 Herod Avenue in the Bronx. The house was filled with music and laughter, and my mother had prepared a turkey dinner with all the trimmings. The adults mixed bourbon cocktails, told stories, cracked jokes, and smoked cigarettes. My father, a renowned prankster and electronics whiz, had wired speakers all around the house, including a new installation in the bathroom, which dispensed music whenever the toilet seat was lifted. As it grew late, the kids were shooed away. Snuggled up in my bed, I must have fallen asleep feeling happy and secure. My father had big plans, and our future seemed bright. We would relocate in a few months to Long Island, where he planned to open a TV repair shop. A hard worker, Dad had been holding down two jobs, working for Sigma Electronics by day and repairing TV sets on nights and weekends. He was skilled, it seemed, at everything he attempted. He had helped wire the new United Nations building in Manhattan and made TV repair calls on the likes of Jackie Cooper and Walter Matthau, both of whom, in appreciation of his work, gave him a signed photograph. My father built our first TV set, complete with a magnifying screen that made the picture larger. Not long after that, he delivered to my maternal grandparents in Pennsylvania one of their town's first television sets. My grandfather's favorite pastime soon became watching women's roller derby, and he howled in delight whenever a collision sent skaters flying off the track. My father was a handsome, robust man with a soft baritone voice, he had a natural warmth with people and possessed a gentle manner and keen curiosity. Although he put in long hours, he was never too tired to answer my questions about how things worked. When he was 12, he had lost his father, at age 43, to silicosis, a lung disease brought on from breathing silica dust that results from the manufacture of bricks, a job my grandfather had done for most of his adult life. I would come to recognize that my father was deeply affected by his boyhood loss, driven by a determination to rise above a menial labor existence for himself and his children. He also seemed troubled by the possibility of his own early death. Mom and Dad grew up and went to school together in Claysburg, a rural hamlet in central Pennsylvania. Claysburg's black population resided predominantly in town on Shanty Row where Dad's widowed mother lived in a company house next to railroad tracks and in an outlying area called The Field, where Mom's family had a small farm with chickens. My two sets of grandparents, Ira and Etta Mallet and William and Pinky Kimbrough, grew up in Mississippi and together ventured north in 1917 to escape racial injustice and find a better life. They ended up in Claysburg, where my grandfathers went to work making bricks at the brickyard as did most of the local men. Somehow, given the closeness of the families, it seemed right to everyone when my parents fell in love. Married just before my father went to war, my mother was pregnant by the time he shipped overseas. 
Dad served as a battlefield medic with a unit that took part in the first crossing of the Rhine by U.S. troops in early 1945. Later, Mom revealed that he was, at times, haunted by the memory of the suffering and death he had seen in combat, although it was not something I heard him discuss. A few weeks after crossing the Rhine, he became a father when I was born in Roaring Springs, Pennsylvania, on March 30, 1945. After the war, my father enrolled at a New York electronics school under the GI Bill and worked as maintenance superintendent for our building in exchange for free rent. After learning his trade, he always had a good job, which allowed Mom to stay home with our growing family. My brother Jason was born a year after me, followed three years later by Keith, and then Eve, eight years my junior. <laughs>